0: Fifty-nine of Room of Requirement, a podcast dedicated to resilience and reason in the time of Trump. I am, as always, I am Kamala Shroud, one of your co-hosts, and with me
1: is
2: uh, Miracle Jones
1: and Alexis Wright,
2: uh, and uh, we're coming to you from uh, lovely Jackson Heights.
1: Yeah, Jackson Heights. Uh,
0: how's Hello. everyone doing?
2: I'm doing. I'm doing well. I was. Uh, I got really sick. So I was sick for mm. a week with just a sinus infection uh it was bad news but uh yeah got got over it so i think i'm i'm on the other side of it uh but yeah it was that week that was really cold uh and we this place this apartment had didn't have hot water
1: which was like
2: fucking for how long like it was we'd get it for like an hour a day but you didn't know what hour so it was like it was it was dark like yeah
0: Dude, I have a spare shower. I dude. know, I know, I know. I wasn't. No, yeah. I also have a shower. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I have like a, I got have like a whole spare shower. I mean, you know, Z- I like
1: how Miracle Jones is just here, like shivering and (laughs) scrubbing because he refuses to talk to his friends (laughs) it wasn't that bad it wasn't that
0: bad it literally was you didn't have hot you didn't have hot water no but the thing was hypothetically
2: yeah the thing was i was like sick so i didn't want to like get anybody sick like i didn't want to use anybody's shower you're like well
1: what i was gonna do was (laughs) escalate that sickness to the level of pneumonia
2: yeah and then no you know it's bracing but uh how, how have you guys been
1: um, I am well. I'm uh, leaving an old job and sort of starting at a new job-ish. So Congratulations. That's, uh, thank you. To change? Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to be leaving an environment that was not going well for me and getting into another one um without getting too much into the details miracle jones tells me that i have gone from one cyberpunk job to another
2: yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely
1: and uh, and i got a side shave along the way so yeah to, completely, yeah, <laughs> to, to really, completely
2: model the part yeah <laughs> yeah
1: i gotta i gotta represent you know the shadow run contingent in jackson heights i guess yeah
2: um, no right, right. Cool. this is so. uh, yeah. So are, are are you looking forward to it or like nervous? Or?
1: Um. Well, so the new thing is like a startup, and so funding is sort of uncertain. But the yeah. actual nature of the work is intriguing. Um. So, <laughs> either way, like I'm in a decent position to be able to field some uncertainty for a bit. So, I, yeah, I think I'm. I mean, and I'm very much looking forward to not being at my old workplace anymore because it had become actively detrimental to my mental health. So, yeah. I'm excited, and being at home with my bird is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like cool. not talking to other people okay. is my jam. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and oh, that's sorry that's, to put you through this. Yeah, it's, I mean, <laughs> for you guys, I guess.
2: <laughs> that's that's how we actually know each other is through like that hacking community. Uh, uh,
1: yes, yes, you, uh,
2: you and I are both like the uh, extroverts in that crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: I mean, I I what I always say. Well socialized introvert. Yeah, That's right. Kind of yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I guess. I guess I, I. mean,
1: you're definitely an extrovert. Yeah,
2: you're yeah. for that crowd. Yeah. For,
1: yeah. How about you? How are you doing, Thomas? Uh,
0: good. I think. Um, so there are a couple of things. One, I hurt my knee. I went back to aikido oh, and immediately no. hurt my knee on oh, no. <laughs> So I like. I was like hobbling around after practice, but right now, like it's it's okay. I feel like I'm. I will still take it a little easy this week. But um, uh, I as I told everyone, I ate dinner with. I know well, when I squat on the toilet, I no longer scream out in, in pain. <laughs> so I feel lots of yeah. good that's a progress. Good progress. Right. So that's good. That's good. But I've been walking around um, work with this, like, someone had a golf putter out, so I've been using it as, as a, a cane. cane. That's great. It's really effective. So, like, when people start Can being... Do you need a knee
1: wrap? I have some knee wraps. No, no, I actually have okay.
0: a knee wrap. So, like, I'm I'm, gonna, I'm stretching, and I think it's it, it'll heal itself. But uh, so I went back to Aikido to only fail... I f- keep forgetting, because, like, like, I've been, it's been a while, and my form is terrible, so that's a prime uh, time to hurt yourself, especially given that I am old, so this is really, it was a great combination. The
1: Listeners, Kamlish is not old. I am. Very, <laughs> very, very old. Uh, FYI. <laughs>
0: um, the other thing is Valentine's Day tomorrow, and so uh, I had this conversation with my wife, and so I, I, I have this thing, I know what I'm going to do for my wife, I've been... Assembling the various parts of the gifts and stuff like that. Um, uh, and we're not people, we don't like to go out and eat on Valentine's Day, but you know, I'll, I'll buy her some gifts in and, and so I got her flowers already yeah, because yeah. I just don't love the rush and I'm cheap and I'm like, I don't want to buy a couple of days. So I got her flowers and she kind of looks at them. And she's like, oh, these are very nice. Do you know what my favorite flowers are? And mm-hmm. I knew I wasn't, and I was like, yes. I said it with certainty. Calla lilies That was wrong Oh no It's not It wasn't And she's like Whose favorite flowers are they And I'm like I don't know, but <laughs> someone's favorite flowers are calla lilies.
2: That is the wrong answer. <laughs> Say it it's your not. mom. Say it's your mom. Jesus. Like,
0: <laughs> you've never met my mom. She doesn't like anything. <laughs> That's just a lie. So at some point I was like, I do not know whose favorite flower Better answer. I do not know. And I, 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 Oh God, I don't know. Maybe I confused it, but I, I had yeah. a very certain answer. Um, but I was able, and my only time I've ever done this in our relationship, was turn around. I was like, "Well, do you know who my favorite superheroes are?" <gasps> and, well, what are your
1: favorite superheroes? Uh,
0: so we actually listed our favorite flowers and favorite superheroes. Whatever. All right, so this so, is, it, is it coming together. There's yeah, yeah, an opportunity yeah, to yeah, Absolutely, to learn. <laughs>
2: yeah. So what? So what are your favorite? What are her favorite flowers? right?
0: Because uh, so? it's uh, it's peonies, uh, okay. hydrangeas, and uh, and um, uh, dahlias. And the only reason I remember that is because it spells out PhD in the acronym. And other than that, I'm just saying words that I've memorized phonetically. It's how like many? Chinese. How
1: many other? I don't know what they look like. Wife mnemonics? Do you have?
0: Oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm memorizing all sorts of things all the time. About her. so, like, sometimes they're mnemonics, sometimes they're not. I mean, it's very hard. Like, yeah. So yes, uh, there's plenty. I actually have to take notes in Google Notes. So that's. Uh, so I hopefully Google remember. Notes. Yeah, I yeah Google Notes. Angela's favorite flower. That's so adorable. <laughs> Hy- hydrangeas. Is that the thing? Yeah, that's he said. I, I, okay, <laughs> the, I don't know. Is that a flower or? A flower? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then dahlias. I know because there's a murder. Yes. That's dahlias. <laughs> that, I'll, that I'll remember. So that was that. So that was, Oh that wait, was wait, But what
1: are your favorite superheroes? Uh,
0: in the order, rank order, it would be uh, Spider-Man, Robin, Flash.
1: Robin is an interesting choice.
0: Well, there are actually all stories of like uh, sort of young men who try to take on the mantle of Uh someone uh, like a larger father figure. And so, like, being like struggling with that responsibility is that larger, like, it's a meta story of each one of their arcs. And Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. that, or at least when I was reading them, are are the iterations. So, I really, really like that. Yeah, they
2: are all kind of defined by their uh, fragility. Yeah, their fragility yeah. and their, like, mm-hmm. and, the, and
0: and a real, like, father. It's a better around.
2: superhero story than the power fantasy of, like, fascism yeah, that Superman yeah. and Batman give us. So who's
1: your favorite superhero?
2: My favorite superhero is probably the Sandman or the oh. Invisibles. Okay, okay. But I, I like those, ver- or a Swamp Thing, I like those Vertigo superheroes. Yeah, 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 like
1: Vertigo was good.
2: Borderline, or John Constantine. I'm a big okay. John Constantine think,
1: fan. Yeah, that seems about that seems well right. Yeah.
2: What's
0: your favorite
1: flower?
2: My favorite flower? Uh, birds of Paradise. They're really cool looking. They're really, they look like... yeah, hmm. Or orchids.
1: Orchids are awesome too. Yeah. They're conceptually neat. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. that's a high maintenance flower. Yeah, it
0: definitely is. Now, Alexis, do you have a favorite superhero and or flower?
1: Um, I don't know if I have a favorite superhero these days. Growing up, my favorite superhero... Well, first, my favorite superhero was Rogue. Yes, and then I just talked about as, that, yeah. as I matured into a tween, my favorite superhero became Gambit. <laughs> so. But so you, you, know, might even be you
2: really like the relationship.
1: Well! <laughs> <laughs> it seems to me that <laughs>
0: yeah, you just got to get rid of that, like, that, that well, I think you know, like, I topic. think.
1: Yeah, a combo <laughs> of that, and I think, you know, it was probably also there was a touch of the, like, well intentioned. Um, but a bit strong at times, uh, female superhero into, like, the hot dude. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, also a transition that occurred there, so, um, but yeah, I don't know, growing up, that was probably it, um, nowadays, I would really have to think about it to pick one, um.
0: At dinner, I just had this conversation, I was trying to explain the, like, importance of Rogue to a certain generation of, like, women who were... Either into comic books or watch the superheroes. Because oh, totally! I think Rogue was actually a really great character. Yeah, she, and she well got to stand written, on yeah. her own. I think part yeah, she had
1: a lot of personality. Yeah, yeah. It's like ah, she can't touch anyone, so yeah. we have to write a real character. Yeah, that's a
2: real <laughs> problem, right? And but she's also like super powerful when she does. Yeah, so yeah. It's like this, and she's
0: covered head to toe, so she's yeah. like one of the least sexualized. She always had like a jacket yeah, yeah,
2: on, yeah, yeah, and cool yeah. hair. Yeah. Cool hair. Yeah. What yeah. am I talking about? My favorite superhero is
1: Colombo. <laughs> 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 yeah.
2: But uh, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> clearly but uh what what about uh favorite flower
1: um that's a tricky one i don't know i guess maybe like um not like for like a gift but i guess lily of the valley or like honeysuckle if i'm gonna run into them uh, yeah. like out mm. on the street because it's like it's nice useful smelling, eat it. pretty yeah honeysuckle you can eat yeah easily. yeah yeah so i guess
2: do you have a favorite flower no no, not at all.
1: <laughs> we could go explore flowers together. I mean, I, I, this is Kamala, do you have plans for Valentine's Day? We <laughs> <I> can all... <laughs> room of requirements, flower shopping,
0: expedition. There's things that never sunk in, and it's flora. I yeah. don't understand flora. I mean, I just didn't... I think I had to memorize, like, various like forms of trees and leaves and stuff like that and it just it just does not sink in so i do not understand flora i don't uh, really understand fauna either i don't i kidding i don't understand natural <laughs>
2: <water>. <laughs> we do live in new york yeah. we decided to live in a place without one with no green space yeah
0: <laughs> yeah, no yeah, green yeah. Spaces in particular this neighborhood so
1: yeah so shall we talk politics yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm into it. so uh, uh jones you wanted to talk 2020 contenders
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I just had a question for, for you guys. Uh, so Which a, you will
1: also have to answer. Right? Sure, yeah, sure.
2: Yeah. But uh, so uh, uh, a lot of people have declared on the Democratic side already. We got some new ones. We got uh, Cory Booker has decided to run. Uh, and uh, Gillibrand and Kamala Harris. And Howard Schultz is a new contender. Uh, anyway, there's a ton of people running for Club Klob- Klobuchar. Uh, so there's a ton of new people who have entered the race, so my question is, uh, first off, what campaign of any of the potential uh, people running or who could run, who might run, you know, like Beto or Biden or Sanders, uh, would you guys want to work for? So as as political thinkers and potential operatives, and who would you want, like who, who does your heart who does your heart call you toward?
1: Okay, it? well, which campaign would I want to work for? I feel like there's different possible reasons to want to work for a campaign. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, for example, if we're talking, like, just compatibility with your boss in terms of, like, rapport while working, like, I feel like Kamala Harris could make a good boss for me. Yeah. Um, Whereas, like, if we're talking about the opportunity to, like, have an influence on, like policy positions where I feel like my voice will be heard and could be incorporated. If I raise like valid points, I feel like Warren actually probably would be a good pick, even though she's not the candidate I'm most ideologically aligned with. I feel like of the existing candidate set, she's sort of just wonky enough and just sort of intellectual enough that like if you tossed in a good argument, she could Modify some details about a platform.
2: I guess. I guess, like, assuming that you would be an incredible, but if we're talking about, like, incredible asset to oh, this campaign. Oh,
1: assuming that I could get this person elected. To try yeah, to do it, or oh. like
2: your every day, you showed up and you were improving. You know, like as you would uh-huh. you know, since you're, uh... uh
1: so you're just asking, effective. who am I rooting for? No, not necessarily rooting
2: for, but if you were like, you know. Our, I, mean, if I, I think it, it requires passion to work for a campaign. I don't think it's a cold prospect.
1: Well, but some people have to. passion for work inherently.
2: Right, that's true. Yeah. Um, so, like, the challenge itself would be interesting to <laughs> you to work for work. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, be, I don't
1: mean to be difficult. <laughs> no, I mean, no, 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 no. If I, if I had to work for a candidate on the basis of passion, I mean, but, like, I'm passionate about outcomes, right? right? So, I mean, I think of the, can- the candidate and potential candidate field on Raw Charisma Beta was the most delectable. Um, and also, like, I pro it probably would be fun to watch him respond to things unfolding in the campaign because he seems to have a real facility for dynamically responding to Catch Twenty Two questions in a way that alienates no one. Yeah. Which, like, is just like a skill that I feel like maybe I could absorb by proximity.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. um, Kamalash?
2: So so wait, so so we got down here. So we got Kamala Harris, Warren and Beto.
1: Well what am I picking on the basis of? This is on the basis of I want them to win?
2: Uh, it's it's they're they're declared. Like they are you are. Okay, you are and I can just take a job, job with
1: any of these But people?
2: it's you can't have to work with anybody else, it's a campaign, right? And so you have to like, yeah, like yeah. pledge yourself to one of them. But
1: my selected candidate has decided to enter the race?
2: Yeah, like, you know, it, we're assuming like Beto. I go Beto be, though. So you go Beto. Mm-hmm. What
1: about you just
2: Miracle Jones. I Think that I would have the most fun, and I would enjoy working for Bill de Blasio the most. <laughs> and it's a weird answer, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. Like,
1: I the mayor of New York, ma- our current
2: mayor. Now you
1: realize you, there's a real possibility that if you had just. Tried for the last couple of years, you could be working for Bill De Blasio now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well,
2: first of all, I love I love underdogs, <laughs> right? And I like all of his policies for the most part. Like, and he's uh, he's so weird as a candidate because he's got a super. I don't want power. a man
1: who almost let the L train shut down for a year running America.
2: Right, but he's also <laughs> but he's also the guy that he's pushing for universal health care like in new york right. yeah, out okay. of nowhere right like which is to me that's like that's pretty that's pretty big like uh-huh, that's a uh-huh. you know he's, he's doing it in a way that i respect which is not on a federal level he's like we're gonna make it happen here i don't know we're just gonna see right uh-huh. uh and you know i, I approve of his uh, his reparation his legal weed but in a way that like makes it reparations mm-hmm. for the people historically mm-hmm. imprisoned for weed crimes mm-hmm. like yeah. making sure that it's not corporatized too quickly yeah 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 uh, I I I don't know. I just I think that I would enjoy working for his campaign the most. I would enjoy I would enjoy repping the, his political positions, uh-huh. uh, knowing if, that he would be eliminated rather <laughs> quickly. You know, like eventually, I would uh-huh. enjoy getting his message. out You want to go down
1: with that ship,
2: right? Before it is, you know, like it, I I would have the most fun with that. Whereas with somebody like working for Beto or Kamala Harris, like the ambition of the people around me. Would I think make me a little bit? Uh, I would find that unpleasant personally. I see. I would find I everybody would just be like, "Yeah, De Blasio, let's fucking work for this guy." <laughs> I would enjoy them, I think, and I think it would be an entertaining campaign. Uh, <laughs> but that's—I mean, that's—that is—that is just where my heart would be. You
1: know, in. for like a person who, as I understand it, in competitive yeah. games is remarkably competitive. Well, I'm always the underdog. <laughs> 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 that's just not true. Really well I always
2: perceive myself as such (laughs) because I always try to play against people who are smarter than me (laughs) but uh yeah Uh, so so how about you Carvel (laughs) Um,
0: I would uh, you know it's a good question but I think I will be too busy running my own campaign (laughs) Uh, as I try to unseat Alexandria
2: or Casa cortez <laughs> oh my god are you calling for our support congress already yeah. can, I, can, I, can, can I work
1: for Kamala's campaign
2: <laughs> uh, we're, we're, talking, we're talking presidential uh, here yeah. I would oh. obviously
0: very much happily support your <laughs> congress your, uh, I'm just saying I, I I got one part of the uh, Jackson Heights vote <laughs> <laughs> we're getting get murdered Lots by liberals <laughs> just for talking <laughs> about this me puedo hablar I think I got it. I got a lock on this I, I feel like I feel like I can I, I, I will get creamed in, in the election in the, in the primary yeah. but it would be a fun debate or two. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you
1: just want to talk to her? Yeah. I, yeah, I really do. <laughs> this I think is I clever. Could, <laughs> this is very clever. I think
0: I d- I, yeah, I'll just troll I her. guess that's
1: a good way to get a meet and <laughs> greet. I, I,
0: uh, I will troll her from the center. <laughs> I, my <laughs> strategy would actually be something along the lines of like she hasn't done enough for Jackson Heights. Like yeah. she she's right. been building her own brand, but no, you wanted someone to do something real on immigration. Yeah. She hasn't done anything. Yeah, All right. that's that's All right. how that's I would that's how yeah. it would play. No, I may agree. I, I, I can outflank her to the left on or whatever um, on, on many, any number of issues. Yeah. And your but you but you've managed
1: stronger. to cleverly avoid the original question. Yes, uh, So <laughs> back <laughs> to the original question. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, American needs you.
0: America needs me. My and my campaign has.
2: Uh, well, well, well well, down well to bring it to is bring it going to be Bloomberg well hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah. to bring it home uh, you know Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez got her start in this district working for the for, Sanders, Sanders campaign. campaign right right so you know and that's where she built her loyalty built her so this is less of an academic question for you sure sure if uh, you're going to build your brand
0: and assuming my my campaign collapses under scandal which is how we want to go out right <laughs> I like uh, I mean, oh, oh, if I'm going <laughs> yeah, uh, it has to be a sex for money <laughs> oh, scandal cool it also
1: so, for, sex money. for money are you getting paid
0: no I don't know. We have. have (laughs) (laughs) Is there any other scandal worth going out on other than sex for money? Yeah. Right. Um, So, or I mean, maybe free sex. I don't know. Anyway, So (laughs) I I, I Um, think, you know, uh, uh, I think uh, Kamala. uh, I think um, Beto O'Rourke would be interesting. I I would work for Klobuchar because I have good reflexes. And I am able to take. (laughs) I'm able to take a beating. Um, I think <laughs> for politics, probably somewhere between Beto and and uh, Klobuchar, I think their, their politics probably align more from, uh, with me. I'm more of a centrist. Yeah. I, but I think all these campaigns, these big national campaigns are well-funded, large bureaucracy. So I don't know what I'd make an impact on how I'd be uh, in, you know, I'd have like a sense of like, oh, I'm doing something real. I mean, Data I have science skills. is like a.
1: I I skill have skills, yeah. In I have demand.
0: S- yeah, I have skill sets and I think it'd be interesting to work for a campaign like that. I... I don't know. I mean, I somewhere I would like somewhere like a centrist from the middle of the country. That's probably just more of a, my alignment. I don't I don't know if I'd see it as a stepping stone to a future career, which I think is why it brings in a lot of ambitious, um, uh, very passionate people. But I, I I would just be like, hey, I would want to do it for the experience, and might be really curious about this part of it. I mean, what the type of data science you would tend to do tends to be pretty sleazy. It's really really close to yeah. marketing.
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like if you. If you're planning on running against Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, work with the Harris campaign right. C- for this neighborhood, right? right. Like, uh, you're gonna Harris? be knocking on doors. People will, will associate oh, right. you yeah, with, got, you know, yeah, like yeah, I, got, I got the bro-
0: I got both parts of, of Jackson. I got Jackson yeah. Heights and the Bronx. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I just I just have to get in with the like conservative, like Latino dentists.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is, I, I feel like, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I
0: dentists. So I don't know. I think they're like probably center, but I again, like, I mean, I don't know. I you could be that passionate about, about
2: a campaign. Uh, so which campaign, of all the candidates running on both sides, do you think you your skill set would be the most useful for? Who do you think you would aid the most? Uh, this is just a mercenary question, like a passionless question. Like, Whose campaign looking at now, do you, are you like... Here's what you should do. Here's how you should change it. You're fucking this up, and here's how. Mm -hmm, um,
1: mm -hmm. Uh, I I don't want (laughs) to (laughs) start, Kamala. Oh,
0: wow. I feel like in a political campaign, I thought the propositions, I would go in there to learn things, right? Like, I'm not going to get a career out at the end of it. So I would be wanting to learn things from people. I like the... Push and pull, the tumble of policy making. So I, that's what I'd be learning, and I guess I have some te- technical skills to contribute. I don't know if I feel like anyone's made a strategic mistake. Like I think that you know, Klobuchar had a very interesting launch. I think you know they've all got pretty smart advisors, and that's amazing that the democratic pool of advisors. I guess because they haven't been hired in a while, uh, that <laughs> it's, it's a really deep pool, and it's they don't seem to be making that many mistakes, right? I don't know. I would be there to learn as much about political sc- strategy on the ground as as I mean. Contributing, I guess, what I know about how to run regressions. I don't know. I mean, how to. Yeah. So, if
1: we're talking just which 2020 presidential campaign, I think my skills would contribute the most to, just in a purely mercenary way, not based yeah. on my ideological alignment at yeah, all. Yeah, Trump's. yeah,
2: Trump, yeah. Trumps. Trump. Yeah.
1: Probably. Yeah. Um, in terms of messaging,
2: or,
0: because they, you think they need as much help as they can get.
1: Um. No, actually, uh, because I think that they need as much project management as they yeah. can get. Yeah, you, you don't
2: think you could help Nikki Haley's potential campaign in 2020?
0: I don't think she's running in 2020.
2: Well, that's what I'm It's just like, dream, you know... Like oh, oh were, this
1: is like your dream team? Like well,
2: I mean, just like, the like the of potential candidates. I mean, she could run.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would... I mean, to be honest, if Nikki Haley ran, it would be a very interesting thing to run her Jackson Heights campaign. Yeah. Because there are enough conservative South Asians here that it would work. Like, it would be... It would be a very interesting way to interact with the community. I don't know. I mean, I'm still a Democrat at heart, um, but to be outreach for a South Asian in a South Asian community would be pretty meaningful for me. Um, I would work, I'd have to work on my Bengali. I'd have to work on my Hindi. So like, you know, I'd I'd acquire some language skills.
2: Yeah, and running that primary campaign against Trump would be God's work. I mean, you'd be saving the Republican Party, which maybe it deserves to... Be where it is, but I don't think so. I think there's a. a core, I think there's a need.
0: We you need an opposition party to the right, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's better to have it cleaved off by somewhat reasonable people. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: At least people who read. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm for that? Yeah,
1: I guess a Trump primary challenger would actually be the big one, right? That's yeah. where your skills are. That's where my passion would be. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I think I would I would probably. I mean, I would be the best suited, you know, raising money for Beto in New York, right? Like he needs, I'm sure, people like me out there just like knocking on doors like meeting with rich people and being like give a load of money to this guy from texas you know that's 100% what i would be useful for but i mean right you're
1: very persuasive yeah
2: i mean that's just that's that would be so i'm sure that would you know i don't don't really have any other skills as far as like um dark political ones I mean I think I think that what would be was, a, a useful skill but I'm
0: sorry wasn't the Sanders campaign like run by like people who were just into board games
2: they were and it's so terrible right <laughs> that's why it was so bad that's they why they max they made a big impact but right they' and and they're spreading
0: like like aren't they like isn't it like a failed like and for some reason they lost the they lost the battle but somehow managed to like colonize the rest of the democratic strategy space
2: I, in some ways I, I think that their his policies Deviated from Clinton's very little, and I think in a lot of ways he pushed the Democratic Party to the right, on, or tried to on things like immigration, oh man, uh, um, foreign policy, etc. I mean,
1: brief Bernie tangent. So I've gotten into like a good number of debates with people recently about um, Sanders versus Warren. Sure. And I think it's interesting because my point is always, well, I'm not—that's not my wing of the Democratic Party, regardless, but i was going to i would go a 100% because they have the same job title and very different legislative records yeah, right like yeah. if this is, if this is the policy platform you want yeah. and you wanted to get done like you could just count bills right and agencies yeah. right like but uh, and then like strangely <laughs> no one ever has a really good counter argument except like well electability which is right. puzzling to me right
2: i mean if sanders had class or like uh, was a good person he would have already endorsed her mm-hmm. he would have done it in a surprising way too i thought and he already he w-
1: declared he was going into the race he, he hasn't just done that yet yeah,
2: like, I mean, and he's still he's still trying to f- figure out his polling i guess or, i think i think he and biden are mm. you know like orcas See who can go deeper <laughs> you know each one of them wants to be the last person to announce mm-hmm. uh but I think that would be his best move: is to surprisingly say I'm not going to run. It would be a shocker, and then to endorse Warren
1: mm-hmm.
2: wholeheartedly. I mean, he'd be a hero for that, right? Like mm-hmm. he'd be a, uh, and he'd be, you know, because like the, the the gossip was that he only ran against Hillary Clinton because Elizabeth Warren wasn't running. Well, well now yes, she is, yeah, so she yeah. needs to. He needs to make a credible case why he'd be a better candidate. Yeah, and how? I mean, should. he
0: needs he needs to figure out how to. Lend some energy to the left, right? Like, yeah, and yeah. I think that if he really cared about getting his policies forward, yeah. then he would absolutely endorse Warren or figure out a candidate that he feels is
2: a better representative. But well, like De Blasio, I would say, I would say, my my preferred left <laughs> candidate is actually De Blasio over Warren. I think he he you know his his he's actually a more practical thinker, and a, I think he's a better speaker and weirdly a better politician because who is challenging de Blasio? Like, everybody talks about him like he's not charismatic and he's not, but he's a great politician. Like, he manages to kneecap everybody running against him mm-hmm. in ways that you don't even see. Like, he's... I think,
0: he got, I, I think he, born at the right time.
2: I think he got lucky. I think that... That's what we all... You know, like, it looks like luck uh, from the outside, but he's... Who's no, gonna he's, run against him again? Like, he's gonna be mayor again. Remember never,
1: the, remember that when you play board games with Miracle-Jones, it looks like luck from the outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: You have not convinced me on de Blasio. I think, well, yeah.
1: yeah, I
2: mean, I just mean, as a candidate, as a credible voice of the left, I prefer de Blasio's policy and his record to Warren or Sanders. That's it.
1: Kamlesh, I'm surprised you didn't pick Bloomberg.
0: Um, I think he's a bad presidential candidate.
1: Okay.
0: I think I like him as maybe a kingmaker or someone who. I actually like him as an advocate for certain things. I think, yeah, I mean, no one. I guess. It's sort of an unpopular thing to like Bloomberg, but for him to be able to move the needle on something like gun rights, like if he spent his money and concentrated on one mm-hmm. issue, it would be s- gun control. Like, I think that would be great. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's effective. It's a really hard, it's a hard rock to push push up the hill, and I think that that would be great. I liked him as a mayor. I don't necessarily, if he splits, we, we have a democratic, established democratic field. If he splits that field, then I think
1: that's terrible. Um, so that might be a good transition point to one of the other things we were talking about, talking about, which is billionaires.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, so billionaires, right? So there's been a lot yeah. of everybody's talking about billionaires. Yeah. Uh, uh, so we've got at least three prominent ones right now: uh, sure. Trump, Schultz, and Bezos.
0: Yeah.
2: All, all making the news for various reasons. Yep. Uh, so. What do you guys think about the candidacy or impending candidacy as not officially declared he's of, G- cli- of Jeff Bezos? Of, of, of Howard Schultz, uh, CEO of... I'm, uh,
1: I'm not into it, but I think he's already kneecapped himself It's far too late. Too, I mean, when you say that it's un-American to want to tax billionaires, and you are right. a billionaire, it's a bit hard right. to swallow, I think. I don't know if he realizes uh, how unpopular some of his positions are
2: yeah yeah that's true. without I mean, here's the thing, like maybe they're popular if you're if they're being put forth by somebody with experience and a record for having run anything politically ever, but I don't think that I don't think we want another billionaire with no experience running for president again, right? Like we're looking at a, you know, like if somebody wants to come out, you know, of Kasich or Nikki, you know, somebody with a record wants to make that case that this is, they wouldn't use the term un American either, but they'd say it's a bad idea and they'd explain why. I can see that happening. Right. I mean,
0: if Bloomberg went from mayor to governor of New York and then ran for sure. president, that's yeah. legitimate, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like he can, of course, run for mayor because he has a certain set of politics that yeah, fit well yeah. with New York City. But once he, he has to get to some polity that involves rural people yeah. for me to be convinced that he's a national candidate, right? Yeah, and yeah. so that, I'm not even convinced Bloomberg could do it, but I think he has way more credibility. And I, I think of Bloomberg as stunningly uncharismatic. Yeah. But at least he had, he thought about policy in a real way, right?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: So I... But I also think that one of the things about billionaires is we have so few of them in the national spotlight <laughs> that we're, we are cherry-picking terrible examples of, you know, it just could be a sample of one. I mean, you never know. There could be a really charismatic billionaire who's thought about policy. Like, there's got to be someone out there. Like, I mean, we have a few of them, right? Sure. Right?
2: So you're saying we need to, we not all
0: billionaires.
2: <laughs> not all billionaires.
0: You know I feel like, uh, I don't know if... If this is leading way against the currents so of 2016 to 2020, but right. I don't necessarily see how a billionaire is a pejorative term, right. nor do I feel like hashtag you know, every billionaire is a policy failure, which I believe is the uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez policy. I don't think about. it's specific
1: to her. Yeah. No, yeah. no,
0: no, but no, I think that's that's a policy advisor. That's like he or she's famous for the right. every billionaire is a, a policy failure, which I, I, I don't believe that
2: it's it's an interesting assertion i would say that a current billionaire is way less impressive than one who achieved their billionaire status with a tax rate that is commensurate with like eisenhower Mm. administration right like
0: yeah there weren't any
2: yeah so So. that's i mean so that's that's interesting right so we've created a world in which it's way easier to be a billionaire and we have begun to revere them in ways that we would have revered a different kind of person.
1: I I actually do think in the current fiscal policy um, environment that kind of, yeah, actually, and and I'm not a hard lefty. Um, I'm not even particularly, historically I haven't been particularly a redistributionist in my inclinations, but um, I remember shortly after Miracle Jones and I met at one point we were having a conversation. He was like if you could only change one thing about the US system of government what would you change? And I went home and I sat on this question for like three weeks and I forgot that he had asked it. And then we were hanging out at some future point and talking and all of a sudden I was like inheritance. I think it would have to be inheritance. So I think The death tax. The death tax. So I think with um yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, I, I do think, you know, I can understand people's impulse. I can't actually understand people other than billionaires' impulse to say, well, highly redistributionist policy is in some sense un-American in terms of phrasing it purely in the sense of the American dream. But I do think um, you shouldn't get to keep it when you go. Well, I, I um, because it creates dynasties, right? Well, that's why no. That's part of why nobody is enthusiastic about the idea of Chelsea Clinton running for president or another Bush, right? Because
2: here's the here's the thing, though. Like we're talking about this ten million dollar, this seventy ta- percent marginal tax rate yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that put on people who are making more than you know on the ten million dollar yeah. bracket and, yeah. and more. Only three thousand or so people in America make that much money. It's like it's less than that. I think it's yeah. ch- it's not. So we're not talking about much money at all right mm-hmm. on income like it's just not that much money it's a it's a it's a inflammatory rhetoric on both sides that d- is useful to both bases to be like oh we need to increase this tax on the richest people in america versus we need to so yeah. talking about taxing corporations is way is going to move the needle one way or the other way more than personal wealth uh, as far as like income goes right like
1: i'm not sure uh, by the numbers well,
2: Those billionaires didn't make money from a job. They made money from assets, which we're not talking about taxing.
1: Well, they they usually
0: built companies.
2: Well, but the the there company. has been discussion of it's the, taxing assets, right? That's Warren's It's the It's the worth of right. their company that, that makes them be a billionaire, not so their personal income. Like
1: well, and it's it's also the worth of their holdings. At the yeah, side. yeah. No, no, no. I Sorry. was going
0: to say, I just want to push back on a thing that I think has become mainstream left or even democratic. And uh, and so there's a sense of like the word... Billionaires, pejorative, and they got their money by ill-gotten ways, and they schemed their way to whatever yeah, um, yeah. wealth and fortune. And I don't necessarily care about that in the sense that I think making money is uh,
1: it's uh, a, it's amoral in some ways. I don't know if the argument is actually that making money is amoral.
0: Well, I, well, I think of it as an amoral, not immoral, not not you know pro moral, but like you know, somewhere in between. Like you mean, know, I, I don't ha- I don't judge people about how they make money. And I don't necessarily think the fact that people like Bloomberg or Zuckerberg, like they've built these companies that are worth a lot. And the way that the tax system works is that people who own compa- uh, large shares in these companies that grew are, are rewarded for that.
1: But I the tax system doesn't work that way accidentally, right? I think no. that plays into the moral argument, right? It's not incidental that the tax rate on capital gains is lower than the tax rate on earned income, right? That's something that happens and has been perpetuated by lobbyists representing these exact people and paid by these exact people. So I'm not sure that the moral argument is, oh, it's wrong to make money. It's that, okay, well, past a certain point, if you are actively lobbying to perpetuate systems that marginally improve the bottom line of some very wealthy people at the expense of benefits for people who are in poverty, right? Essentially, if we're talking about tax revenue, potentially, then that's the moral argument.
0: Yeah, and I, I find that that doesn't super hold water. One, because I think that when we're talking about a tax system, it doesn't, you can say that it's it's lo- billionaires lobby, lobby, um, uh, the government for various tax shelters, but really it's corporations who are way, way more organized about how they do, how they how Right, they
1: but, but here I'm, I'm talking about I mean, corporations aren't actually individuals right
2: right we can't they're not
1: they're not actual consciousness
2: we can't put a face on them they they are
1: comprised of people who are making decisions but they also
2: they also by by saying we want to tax billionaires because they suck we're ignoring our own complicity and how these corporations got so wealthy right we're ignoring the fact that we made them so rich you know we're out there making amazon billions of dollars right it's us deciding to you know and so we, for some reason or another, we love what Amazon does, right? So we're, we're, you know, allowing them to lobby left and right in order to protect their industry. So they make shitloads of money, you know, they use this money to protect their corporate interests, keep, keep their corporate taxes low. And, you know, we... we what, I'm
1: not compelled by that are you?
2: Well, I mean, I, I just feel like, I feel like the billionaire aspect of it humanizes it in a way that makes people angry. But when you start talking about, like, you know, we need to raise taxes on... Google and Facebook and Amazon. And
1: I mean, I don't Ford. I don't think there's popular disagreement with that. I think, if anything, you know... I mean,
2: the, but, but... Or at
1: least not from the people who we think would, we should raise taxes on billionaires.
2: We would... As a result of doing that, we would all... You know, it's, it's not a neutral proposition. Like, Amazon's going to be a less successful company for that reason. They will their share you know their shares will go down right by doing that there will be you know an impact on the economy do we make that trade so
1: but uh, whereas it's easy to say like oh we're taking
2: all this money from Mm -hmm. fucking you know bill you know what does it matter right like how does i
1: could see there being an impact on stock price right which most people are not in the market right no
2: but pensions i mean it's it's an economic is
1: amazon offering no, people have
2: invested <laughs> their pension in the market. I know. I gotta
1: get me that Amazon yeah. job. No, but
0: I mean, I, th- I think people. I mean, it's it's closer to. It's not. If it's right on the border, I think it's like forty-five to fifty percent of people have money in the stock market now. Obviously, the gains that come from the stock market are disproportionate to uh, disproportionately <laughs> distributed to wealthy people. But
1: sure, but assuming that you're a capitalist in the first place, I think it it would be a facetious position to argue that Amazon is not now approaching the level of a monopoly. Right? i a say but
2: yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. like,
1: regardless, right, that's not a position in which healthy competition is happening in the market. Is it? Right? I mean, I, I guess I don't... Who, I who else uh, do you order your Amazon Prime stuff from?
0: But I, but I mean, so the retail space itself is... I mean, you, maybe you don't you don't order online from a lot of other people. That's fair. But I mean, you also have other options for retail. Like, I think that, so my, I, I, so we if we want to talk about taxation policy, we can talk about taxation policy. I'm not like, a, I don't think we need to put sort of like the billionaires are a particularly amoral act or immoral actor in, in our economic system. Well, oh, I just
2: think they're irrelevant. That's the question, that's the point I'm making. I think they're a, 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 a symbol that both sides use in order to avoid talking about the actual problems. And they're they're easy to talk about, they're easy to hate, they're easy well, to love.
1: I mean, and okay, but so
2: we remove ourselves from the actual, I think economic argument. I mean I, I I feel like I feel like because I feel like the better argument to make is we're going to make you know by by taxing corporations more, right? There's gonna be an effect on the economy, right? However, we might get a bigger safety net, we might improve our, in other ways as a society these are trade offs we need to decide whether we're going to make one way or the other right these but we we you know it'll be harder to do certain things in the market it'll be easier to do other things like i think there's a, a, a case that it's much easier to be an entrepreneur if you don't have to worry about healthcare right like it's much easier to have a business if they're you don't have to you know set up a, a system of paying people's health care, right? If mm-hmm. the government's doing mm-hmm. it, right? I think that's the argument Democrats should be making, not one of we need to, you know, make sure that Jeff Bezos has less money, although I personally would like to see him have less money. But mm-hmm. that's just a per- I just personally dislike him. But that that I, I think that the the system needs is if it's gonna change it's gonna change uh, as Systemically? It, systemically, not 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 uh, I, I don't think I don't like the punitive I don't I don't think it, it gives it gets good energy mm-hmm either way.
0: Right. I, I also want to, in my way of thinking about things, I think we tax the rich in order to to give to the middle class, right? Sure. So much of, I, and I think that's, to me, if you talk about systems that have uh, a healthy safety net, you're talking about a middle class that has a much higher median rate of tax, right? Like, I mean, you, we can tax from the top, and I think this is a fallacy that was born from the progressives take on income tax right like we need to tax people so let's tax the rich first Mm -hmm. and so that's in a lot in the european societies that i think the left or the far left tend to envy there is a much (coughs) higher burden of the taxation, the tax base that is held by the middle class. Right. i they have a
2: VAT tax as opposed to uh, income tax. Yeah.
1: S- so s- speaking separately, sort of from a policy position in terms of addressing inequality, I actually don't even think that taxation is necessary. For me personally, the taxation is the primary lever that I would reach for. There's a lot that we can do in terms of, I mean, even. You know, you look at, like, people are like, oh, we want a $15 minimum wage. What if we had a regulated ratio between the possible difference between the highest and least paid employee of a corporation, right? Like, what if we had restrictions around stock buybacks? All of these are things, to me, that would move the needle more in terms of income inequality and basic level of... Life and income for like normal people on the street. But if we're talking taxes, I mean, I don't have a particular problem with Jeff Bezos paying a little more in taxes, right? It's not my favorite thing. I'm not like pushing for it above all other priorities, but I also don't feel particularly bad about it and I'm not afraid to be bucketed with progressives who want to do it.
2: Well, I mean, <laughs> so, so my problem there is like, we've, you know, if we're talking about Amazon specifically, what I don't, and there's a lot of things I don't like about the way that they do business, but I think they're a drain on the economy. Mm. I think they take take tax uh, instead of providing anything because mm-hmm. they got to some this service first that doesn't really add a lot of value they use the postal service to sell shit online right like it's a it's a it's a impressive the way that they managed to destroy everybody Well they're else also between
1: everyone and everyone else's website That's what, exactly right, right? <laughs> so
2: they they just they kind of exist as this like outgrowth network on on top of the web you know Mm -hmm. and they take a loss right so they're an unprofitable company that's subsidized by investors in order to do this in order to create this network that sits in between people's you know ability to purchase stuff and the post office right I, mean, I don't see what else they do, right? Like Facebook does something else. They've created social networking. Google has created search. Amazon, well, something. Amazon,
1: Amazon does cloud. Yeah, they,
2: they they do make their money off of cloud, cloud services. Hosting, yeah, 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 but that's not. I mean, but that's not something that that's uh, like that's like owning real estate. That's like McDonald's being a real estate company, right? It's
0: it's. I I don't agree with uh, probably in your entire argument.
2: Go ahead, keep going. Oh, Why not? Why not? I just don't
0: think that the point of the economy is like they're successful because they're making money, and if they're making money from investors or they're able to fund themselves or they're, they're certainly their revenues are growing that's the endorsement like I I think what we can anyone can say oh I don't like their business well, I don't think they have time value, but power, literally they are once value.
2: upon a time the power company you know what? made money too right like and we nationalized them once upon a time the, the telephone company has made money off the same way we nationalized them are you them. saying and we should we, nationalize Amazon and we, absolutely I think <laughs> we should I think, I think we should never <laughs> we I think also, so, so
0: what's our mobile moment when we privatize them like I mean we well, we, no, get, we, get we, the we divorce
2: we, just, we divorce Amazon's web hosting service from its you know postal you know, male uh, I think that's, awesome. so
1: that's wow wait, wait, Okay, yeah, so yeah. can I can I take this in a slightly different direction sure. for a minute because I want to talk about Jeff Bezos's hot goss. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so okay, so to briefly summarize the story, unless Jeff be- Bezos now getting a divorce, possibly to be the most expensive divorce in history, mm-hmm. because the National Enquirer got a hold of texts between him and a woman he was slash is in an ongoing affair with. Um so the inquirer got a hold of these texts published some of them and so he brought in his security guy and said I want to find out um where they got these money is no object right and so um incidentally his security guy Gavin De Becker um an author I highly recommend particularly to all women but really to anyone he wrote this book The Gift of Fear which I think is probably yeah. the most important book I've ever read and many other people say the same thing about uh Protecting yourself as a woman in this world, but I'm interested enough in what he's written and he wrote things in that book That were interesting enough that I also read his book about protecting children And I would very much like to read his book about preventing assassinations, but it's a textbook. So it's kind of expensive um also, so. you're
2: going to get flagged if you buy that book. <laughs> that is definitely a book that puts you in a database. <laughs> so,
1: so um, preventing, preventing is obvious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but so, um, uh, De Becker goes and starts investigating how um, the Enquirer got a hold of these texts and begins intimating in the media that he believes that it may have been politically motivated in some way and the National Enquirer Uh, threatens to release Bezos' dick pics, right? Unless he retracts this publicly, and De Becker retracts this publicly also. Now, um, I could have told you, if I had known who was working for him, what would have happened next, because in De Becker's books, he talks about how you should respond to blackmail threats, which is just by immediately outing yourself. Yeah. Um, Because otherwise, no good can possibly come of it. And so uh, Bezos has gone public with the emails that the Enquirer sent him, and now it's a whole interesting hot mess, right? Um, which uh, the New York Post uh, put out an article about, which I have not read, but which had a fantastic front page oh, yeah, spread. Classic, yeah, number, yeah. number one of yeah. the year. Yeah, so, um, so the <laughs> National Enquirer, right, Like, is run by David Pecker, <laughs> and so the Post Published a spread that was just Bezos exposes Packer. <laughs> there should be a Pulitzer. For that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should win it every time. Yeah, definitely. So I, uh, I just wanted to talk about that briefly, just to get to say that more or less. <laughs> could it be? Could it be politically motivated? Could the Inquirer have leveraged its political connections? One hundred percent, I believe. That. Yeah,
2: I mean, this just goes back to the my ongoing and permanent theory that everybody has shit on Donald Trump, right? <laughs> I mean, every single person he's ever met has something on him, and he just lives in like a paranoid state of utter psychic frenzy where he's just constantly <laughs> having to make somebody happy that has blackmail on him, right? And they cancel it out, and the people who have different competing blackmail have to meet with each other and hash out like, what they want or what they can get from the small amount of maneuvering that donald trump can actually do given that they all have competing blackmail against him things come out slowly as he like as you know people's blackmail becomes less useful we learn more uh and here we see like in an operation by somebody who is not president of the united states who can just be like yeah whatever like it's fine i guess i'll get a divorce (laughs) but uh yeah so uh that, that, that's all I, I got from that it's just you know what supposedly Pecker had like a safe full of Donald Trump paraphernalia like, did, did he? Was, yeah just stuff about him that has been confiscated by Mueller now after
1: oh man uh, but yeah, Pecker's so. safe has got to be full of some interesting things but oh yeah as follow up to this um, there were several prominent media figures including Ronan Farrow I think yeah. who said that the Enquirer had at various points threatened or attempted yeah, yeah. to blackmail them um, so that was interesting.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the things Donald Trump's most passionate about is moving America to, uh, uh, an English-style libel law. <laughs> for, uh, for unspecified reasons. <laughs> Who knows why. Just
1: because it seems like the right thing to yeah. do. Kamalash, is this the kind of scandal you're gonna be going for? Uh, yeah, I mean, I hope so. I mean, I gotta start somewhere. I gotta start small. <laughs> well, obviously. you can become a billionaire first. Right, that's usually... You
2: know, Lauren Sanchez... Interestingly, her favourite flower is the callow.
1: Is that a fact?
2: But yeah, yeah. So who's your favourite billionaire if Not for Jeff Bezos. Oh, and I've always
0: I've made my Bloomberg, Bloomberg, Bloomberg yeah, fanboy done quite right. like,
1: Quite
2: clear. I mean, you've worked on a Bloomberg terminal at some point. Uh, I, have, sure. I have. I have. I worked on a
1: Bloomberg terminal, terminal, and he's not my favorite person. Yeah, it's
2: <laughs> a terrible terminal. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's not a fun piece of software to use. I've
2: never, I've never used a it's Bloomberg. It's specifically
1: terminal. designed to look like it's still the '90s. No, yeah, the uh, early '90s the too. Early too, '90s. Like,
0: yeah, you know. but, but I would say that having worked on one in
2: the mid to late '90s, it was pretty cool. So it was what? Cool. But what then is at some the, point
0: in two thousand three, like, they just this is
1: stop. Changing, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like this is shit. What?
2: what is what? What is the relative merits of Bloomberg? Now? What does Bloomberg do now? Like what is? Oh, they it's they got, a trading platform. Yeah, day. they've it's got still, they've, it's got, still trading they've
1: got better real time market data than anyone else. Yeah, that's also. Right. you pay to get that yeah, data because having up to the moment information on pricing movements and stuff is essentially the difference between well, it's it's where you would look for a competitive advantage, except that everyone. Who is doing this professionally already has this advantage. So in yeah. order to be able to play on a level playing field, they're a you price
0: have to. maker. in terms fis- fixed income, like they're they're big. I mean, they're not uh, they're not insubstantial. I'm surprised they still exist. I think their heyday was the late '80s and '90s. I'm surprised they've lasted into the 2010s. Nobody, nobody so
1: can beat them at
0: their yeah, game. So yeah, good on them. <laughs> no, I mean it, it's a, it's an interesting company. There are parts of it that are well run, and I, 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 if they are. At the center of financial knowledge and and information, and you know, the, and if they were able to capture a monopoly in the age of the web, right? I mean, good on them. Anything else? So, there's an outside the bubble. My recommendation is a podcast, and as well as a magazine. It's called City Journal. Okay. Uh, it's a quarterly magazine. It's put out in New York City. It is concerned with urban uh, public policy issues, but it takes a sort of center right tack. Which is really interesting, right? So there are.
2: Center right for New York or center right in general? So pipe dreams.
0: Somewhere, so yeah, I think somewhere probably between center and center right. So somewhere between pipe dreams and actual reality. Right, right. So I I think it's a really, really interesting. set of policy philosophies because so much of urban philosophy is created by the left, right? And especially in this in the city, especially in the U.S., it tends to be from the left or even the far left. Uh, you think about like classical like laboratories for policy like either New York or San Francisco or uh, Portland or even Chicago. So like all of these things. And so it's an interesting uh, philosophy that kind of throws some cold water on on, on some... Up police right so uh, I really like it I don't think they're 100% uh, right on everything but it's a quarterly journal and it's a pretty decent podcast um, in particular there's a woman named Nicole Jalinas who writes a lot about transportation who writes for city journal and regardless of political orientation she's good to follow about on transportation in New York City she's not a fan of de Blasio uh, and uh, sure, okay. no one is why is he mayor mm-hmm. he's amazing <laughs> <laughs> right. um, so I would, I would <laughs> highly recommend uh, Nicole Gelinas in particular. She's uh, she's a very good writer. She writes for different uh, magazines and different outlets on transportation issues, but, but also in just as New York City politics. And she talks a little bit about whether, you no, know, like they're a gamut, they're like you know pricing and things like that, um, trying to incentivize various parts of the market. I think that those, those are interesting ways to look at how you change urban policy.
2: Okay. Yeah. No, I'm interested. We'll check Her it out. City Journal. It's called. City Journal, uh, and uh, their podcast is called 10 Blocks. 10 Blocks. Ten blocks. Okay. You got anything outside of our...
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, I highly recommend The Gift of Fear. Yeah. Um, it's probably, even if you are not a woman, totally worth reading. It talks a lot about um, detecting danger signals, what warnings of violence look like, under what circumstances you should trust yourself to be ostensibly irrational, the difference between fear and paranoia. Like, it touches on a lot of things that are really foundational in terms of um, both being just good information from someone whose whole business is threat detection and um, neutralization, and then also there's some really just good material around sort of deprogramming weird behaviors women are socialized into that put them in danger. Mm.
2: Interesting. Yeah, that sounds...
0: Yeah, I've never even heard of it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's
1: really good. I, it's it's got a decent amount of buzz at this point among women that I know, but I don't know a lot of guys who know no, no. of it. And I, it's it's also like just interesting in a quick read. So. Uh,
2: I got a recommendation uh, for. Uh, have you guys listened to the Washington Post podcast?
1: Uh, no, they've got, they've
2: got two there. They're great. One's called Presidential.
0: Oh, I've heard Presidential. And the
2: other one's called Constitutional. Okay. And they're amazing. They're really well done. Uh, Presidential just goes through all the presidents in order, uh, and just talks about talks to Doris Kearns Goodwin and you know Bob Woodward, just all these people, all these journalists uh, with some relationship to uh, these presidents. You know, whether you know obscure ones, Franklin Pierce, you know. Uh, just talking about who they were, what they did, and how they, you know, what their, what what it means to be a good president, uh, a successful one, you know. Anyway, uh, and the uh, other the next one that she did is constitutional. Uh, and that one just kind of goes through the Constitution, all of the amendments, oh, and cool. how it was framed.
1: That sounds delightful. It's is it really like it's really well rel- put. well put together.
2: Yeah, so, what I like about it is she's. far and away a better writer than most people who do this kind of
1: thing like Dan Collins just kind of improvs
2: and Uh just like spins stuff out out of it but you know like the first episode of Constitutional Uh has this narrative this frame narrative about tanning parchment uh huh uh, versus yeah. like framing the constitution, uh, uh, so it's really it's okay. kind of visceral and it's well put together. It's a well that's crafted piece of journalism. So
1: presidential and constitutional from, yeah. the Bezos, Amazon, <laughs> from the Jeff Bezos Amazon <laughs> Washington Post. Absolutely from the Jeff Bezos Amazon Washington Post. Why do you want to hate on that guy? Okay.
2: Jeff White, like Jeff Bezos. I mean, I am in publishing. That was not an <laughs> <question>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I defy you to find any publisher in the city of New York who is a period period who is a fan of uh, Amazon. Uh, to bad. anyway but uh, yeah constitution and her next podcast is uh, about the space race so oh, cool. I think she I think she's I think she's kind of covering the smithsonian beat yeah 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 whatever's around the wall what do I see what do I see security <laughs> guard. it's my next Come podcast <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh it's it's very good it's very good all right.
0: Uh, all right cool all right well thank you everyone for listening this has been episode 59 of Ruben requirement and thanks to Kevin Carter for producing our intro and outro music.
1: Thanks, Kevin Carter.